Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
think after all this time I would be able to master the mute button it's Monday folks let's do this and now ladies and gentlemen live from Pittsburgh studio number one it's Cold War Radio here's your host Hutch Bailey Jr. alright here we go we got another week and man do we have a show for you tonight welcome and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio, the Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412-206-6208 if you'd like to be on the program, the voicemail, 412-567-1460. If you listen 
via podcast and want to get on the show, that's how you do it. Please go to SteelCityResistance.com, become a Cold War Radio patron. You can catch the research room, the video page. If you'd like to write to the program, please write to Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 104-33370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. All right, no need to do this by myself. Let's reach out to the east and welcome Ward to the program. Hello, Mr. Miller. Hey, Hutch, and greetings to my bacon-loving deplorables. How's everybody doing tonight? Should be better. Your volume level should be up better this time than it was last week. I uh, adjusted some settings, so we're even Steven now. We should be anyway. Uh, that'll be uh, good. Uh, I have to... Outstanding. Uh, make, there you go, man. I got a... Uh, a guy I used to be on with used to make mine real low, too. I didn't do it on purpose, though. But uh, anyway, i got to make an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, after uh, thinking about something long and hard, uh, I decided that I'm not up to going to the RNC convention this year because of a couple different things. Uh, the venue changes and the instability of the whole way that the RNC was running this. They couldn't even tell me about microphones and internet interfaces when I talk to them directly. Uh, that's not the reason, though. It's just uh, I have a gut feeling uh, that I just don't want to participate uh, because of the political climate, but also because of uh, the physical requirements of moving things and carrying things long distances. And I'm just not up to it, ladies and gentlemen. And I wrote to all of our patrons about that. I spoke to the people that were going to go with me. Um, and I want to announce that if you donated money to the cause, and, and that's both of them, the CPAC and the RNC, and you have a real problem with me pulling out uh, after you donated, please contact me. Please contact me, scrtv at live.com, uh, because I don't want to lose one listener over this. If somebody has a real problem, uh, we'll work something out. I'm not a... I'm not a scam artist. It just didn't work out. Uh, well, in addition to that, I mean, you know, we're trying to rent a house for all the people that are going, and you can't, you don't want to rent a house in the last minute, not knowing where it's going to be. You know, right now they're telling us, yeah, it's going to be in Charlotte, but Trump's already saying, well, you know, their governor's playing, you know, fast yeah, and loose like ours is with, you know, the restrictions and whatnot. So. If they pull it, oh, well, there's got to be a massive social distancing and blah, 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 we're screwed. So and, and they actually can't. That, they actually canceled already uh, in Charlotte. They're in Phoenix right now trying to figure out where it's going to be. Uh, the RNC is the planning committee or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and there's a big difference between driving to Charlotte and trying to get us to, to Phoenix and, and a place in Phoenix and et cetera. It's, a, it's just... It could be really a pain. That's true. And, and I was also and concerned. And that's just way more cost. Yeah, indeed. And, and like I said, I couldn't even get the real uh, cost for the equipment from these people. I mean, it was like they never never did this before. I had to send them pictures and everything. Anyway, enough inside baseball. If you got a problem with it, let me know, and we'll try to 
try to make it right. I don't want to make the whole show about that. But uh, anyway, there's that. I appreciate your understanding, by the way. I want to give a shout-out to Town Hall. They uh, contributed a lot to this program, townhall.com, tonight. Uh, normally, we rely on several different outlets, Breitbart, the Gateway Pundit, the Daily Caller. But tonight, uh, Town Hall donated a lot of, or had a lot of material that we're going to use. Uh, the lion's share. The lion's share tonight, true. Uh, the Trump campaign has confirmed plans for MAGA rallies to begin sometime in the next two weeks. And my goodness, are the snowflakes' heads going to explode? Uh, I was saying, oh, absolutely. I was saying, you know, the only thing better than seeing a Trump rally to make the liberals' heads explode would be to see a Trump rally with every man, woman, and child with a rifle on their shoulder. I mean, that would yeah. be just, that would be wonder. I mean, the Secret Service would never play that, but... It would still no. be it would still be nice to see to see the reaction. Well, look at the, well I mean, you you got to figure anything you know right now that happens is going to be an, another cause for a riot, you know, because Soros is still on the loose. I mean, they, they got videos of this. Did you see the video of the guy that was paying people? Yes, that I did. Worked for he was a former Bernie, uh, yeah, campaign manager. Absolutely. So I mean. So it goes deep. I mean, these these creeps are, are very deeply embedded. So bad stuff could happen. I, and I, I, oh God, oh, I hope it doesn't. But you know, the, the Secret Service doesn't play around, and, and these clients in this Antifa are gonna they're gonna find out pretty quick. Yeah, indeed, that, uh, it's coming. You know, people are tired of their shit. It's coming. That's there's no doubt, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I would direct you to two different presentations tonight uh, after the show's over. Uh, you might want to write this down. Uh, but on the Cold War Radio Facebook page, uh, there is a, a video. It's actually a teaser, but it's pretty long, and it's got a, a lot of material. There was an undercover investigation, and it's pretty clear when you look at this video uh, that the Minneapolis riot was pre-planned. Uh, you go to the Facebook page, and you'll scroll down a little bit, and you'll see Millie... Millennial Millie, one of the most outstanding investigative reporters I've seen. And I mean, I'm talking director of national intelligence, good reporters. This woman, I don't know who all she has working with her, but boy, they got video charts. They got everything. It's all, it's all. Uh, well, she legit. might have been working with O'Keefe because O'Keefe published uh, uh, an, an undercover video uh, the end of last week. Where with Antifa and, and that he got somebody inside and they were teaching them how to gouge eyes and da 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 and it's like, come on, you're gonna send Mary at me to gouge my eyes? I'm gonna punch his face. In. <laughs> this was uh, that's if I don't shoot him. It was it wasn't it wasn't completely just about Minneapolis. It was more about the organizations that are coercing school children into the New Green Deal or the Green New Deal. And I mean, they are they are turning these little kids into violent little machines with the intent. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, for the cameras to pick up a confrontation between some 13-year-olds and police. I mean, this is this is all insidious. Go watch the video for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, and figure it out. Uh, 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 Hutch, uh, Marlene's saying in the chat room that the video's been blocked. Imagine that. How about that, huh? There you know yeah, it's right. I, now you, you know, know it's true. Exactly. Try to find it. You could probably find it on Alex Jones because she works for him. Uh, and I don't care about that. She's good. She's the best I've ever seen. She's right up there with uh, Chanel Rion of of, of OANN. OAN. Yeah, she's probably better than Chanel. I I, I mean it. I mean, she's uh, outstanding. Uh, now, you know, you, you go with that, and, and there's also, uh, well, I'll get to that in a minute, but uh, I'll tell you what is really, really, really disheartening uh, is the amount and the frequency of, of the lies in the press. I mean, the White House press corps uh, is just unbelievable. They will not stop lying about what happened in Lafayette Square. Even Brett Baer, all of them, they will not stop calling those peaceful protests. And they will not stop saying that the military used gas on them. Uh, both are lies. Uh, if you get oh, another chance, you get another chance. Some required watching, if you want to get clarity. Because, like I told you last week, this is one big psychological operation that is being pulled on the country, and I'm going to explain that in a minute. And I just want you to be uh, stand strong in your beliefs. You know that we are right. You know in your heart that we are right. And we are right. And Donald Trump is right. And the entire media is arrayed against him. Now, the good thing is, is that there's starting to be some revolt in the media ward. Uh, the New York Times, their editorial board is in disarray because of Tom Cotton's uh, op-ed piece saying that uh, the military needs to be in the streets to stop this. Uh, it totally blew up their editorial room and... Uh, you know, there's some people yeah, that ended up ended up quitting over it. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's people that want to be journalists. They want to be real journalists, and we're in a, in a period right now where these young idiots that were in college being taught uh, anti First Amendment things and safe spaces and, and things like that, First Amendment zones, are now adults, and they are doing yep. this. They are canceling people for saying things, and that's a very slippery slope. Uh, and, I mean, I don't know how we're going to get a handle on it, but uh, it well, has to be addressed. The thing is, here's the thing. People got to start standing up and getting a backbone. You know, you, you got to be able to say, this is my opinion, this is the way I stand. And if somebody, and, and, and when they don't like it and they start, oh, what's wrong with you, stand up for yourself, man. Drew Brees is a coward. 
the fact that he that he that he doubled back on what he said it, just because he got a little bit of pressure that's nothing but pure cowardice yeah you you are not a man and you i hate the fact your, your freaking skirt back on and go be a quarterback you little oh, I, I i that makes me so angry well you know the thing is is the press is such a criminal organization uh, how long have we been reporting on black lives matter the communist anti-american revolutionary group started by people that aren't even black some of them uh, well, yeah. That, well, since yeah, and since you have the, you, whatever you have, happened in Ferguson, you've got Goodell and, and the rest of these people, corporate heads that are putting Black Lives Matter on their products. Are you people stupid? Are you really that stupid that you think that if you stand against Black Lives Matter, that you're against black people? Stop it and get off your knees. Exactly. Get off your freaking knees, man. Jeez. Oh, it's, it's absolutely uh, sick. Well, I mean, it goes. It goes back to th- this is what this young, the younger generation was taught to capitulate, and, and that's the bottom line. It's like, oh well, I'm going to take a knee and, and and show you how much how sorry I'm. Screw that. You know what? You weren't a slave. Your your father wasn't a slave. Your grandfather wasn't a slave. So quit playing that damn card. It's old and it's washed up. Now I agree, but that being said. Uh, the Attorney General, if you go on the website, steelcityresistance.com, scroll down a little bit, it's under this episode. There's an interview with NBC News and Attorney General Barr. And he pretty much lays it out. And one of the things that he says is, you know, if you're speaking honestly about this situation, prior to the 1960s, Law enforcement in the United States was racist. It was designed for some people to be better than other people. And it's just the way it was. But when you look at the reforms that we've made from then until now, it's absolutely unfair to characterize it as something that it's not. It's not as bad as they say. Although I would be, and I'm not capitulating here, but I would be, in favor of stopping any uh, handcuffing techniques that involve grabbing a suspect above the neck, I don't have any problem with that. I mean, that's 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 human. I mean, that's not well. And there's no and there's no need to. Right. There's never a need to. You know, I mean, now, if somebody if they're hurting you, now that's a different story. Yeah. But yeah, there's no need for it, and. The, the thing is, you get a couple rogue cops, and there's no way, honestly, there's no way you can convince me that this wasn't a setup. Cannot. Because just too many things that just don't add up. you know. And, and once again, I go back to my math background, and one and one has to equal two. I've never seen a, a, any kind of a, an arrest situation where the police let People with cameras come in and film and don't chase them out. Never seen it. Never. And then when you see their body cams, they're, they're not even trying to, to stop this. You, haven't you, have you ever seen cops at a thing tell people, put the camera down, just back off, put the camera down, back off? That didn't happen. The fact that their license plate said police, that still gets to me. I, don't, I, I haven't been able to find anybody from Minnesota to tell me if all their cars have 
police tags on him. But that's another one. And, and the fact that this guy did it and just looked right in the camera, that tells me something's not right. And nobody's challenging this. Nobody, nobody in the media, of course, the media is not going to, but somebody ought to say, hey, just why? Why isn't this right? You know, if, if, if their license plates all say police on the back of the police car, okay, fine, so be it. <laughs> but I don't think they do. I think uh, at the very least, it was used as a triggering mechanism to start something that was already pre-planned and pre-set up. I mean, the, the bricks well, got there too quickly, man. You know what I mean? The bricks well, were there way too only, fast. Not only that, they knew that that day when when all this stuff started was the exact same day that Hillary Clinton was supposed to go to court. The very next day was the day that Rod Rosenstein was supposed to appear before the Senate. And then the day after that, the Senate was supposed to vote on whether or not to to uh, subpoena people from the Obama administration. All uh, that, isn't all it interesting that, that all, all that, that stuff happened in, in – <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. We're in gonna, the same week. We're going to get in that pretty uh, in depth here after uh, after nine o'clock. But uh, just to get just to finish this up quickly on Lafayette Square, the uh, conventional wisdom and what the media uh, continues to. If you noticed, if you haven't noticed anything over the last few years, uh, you can tell that the media is colluding with each other because they use the exact same verbiage. Uh, and, and when they continue to call the peaceful protests at Lafayette Square, we'll go to the website and watch the interview with Bill Barr, Attorney General Bill Barr, and Margaret Brennan. Uh, and he just refutes it all. He said, not violent. See, that's where the media is basically lying. I was, there. was there. I was there. Exactly. I got rocks thrown at me. My security detail made me move. They broke into the Treasury building on Sunday night. And there was no way we were going to allow a repeat performance of them burning that church again. Uh, So the whole thing and the whole idea of the president using troops against citizens, first of all, in Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, New York City, who the hell says they're citizens? You know what I mean? You're the sanctuary cities. They're probably not even citizens, a lot of them. But that being said, that being said, when Sunday night you have the Secret Service detail grabbing the first family and forcing them downstairs into the bunker, and you're going to say it's a peaceful protest and that you can't use the military when the Secret Service almost buckled? They didn't, thank God. But they almost did because the next move would have been a shitstorm if that second wave would have been loosed. There would have been no prisoners. There probably wouldn't have been any bodies. They probably have a detail to come police up all the bodies when it's over. Part of it goes back to the, these morons don't understand any kind of security, any kind of weaponry, any kind of – well, because they're snowflakes. They understand that they can stomp their feet, they can light a torch and burn a church, but they don't understand that on the roof of the White House, 
is snipers. And it's their sole job to keep you off that ground. So the the, the first idiot that decides I'm going to jump the fence, he's going to get planked like nobody's business. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's going to be one after the other. Did you I mean, hear- and, and these guys are up there with a 50 caliber and they're ready to rock and roll. Now you got snipers and then you got dudes that are just like, screw it. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're the grenaders right. and they got to, you know, the, those fully automatic grenade belts, you know, belt fed grenades, man. Mark, Mark, Mark 19. <laughs> these aren't the guys you, exactly. These aren't the cats you play games with. No, these are the ones that have been waiting to get that stuff out of the arms room for 10 years. Absolutely. They, they couldn't wait to, to crack the, that open. Still fire. <laughs> they couldn't wait to crack those claymores open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know that you say about snowflakes, Tom Arnold came out with a tweet the other day and he said, you know, the Second Amendment is for all Americans. It's even for black Americans to have long guns. I think we should all go get our dad's gun and go stand up to these Trump supporters. I'm thinking... Go get your dad's gun. What was he the last man in your family or what? Maybe he could show you how to shoot it. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't because even I, have written that. I mean, that's like, and, wow. And here's the thing. 90% of, well, I'm not going to say 90% of the Trump supporters, but most of the Trump supporters are gun-carrying, God-fearing people. Right. And you get some asshat out there with his bongs and dildos, and he's going to go down and go down hard. And I'm talking about uh, gun-carrying black and white Trump supporters. Absolutely. I, when, when, you know, th- that's the thing. I, I don't even think about it being a white guy or a black guy. It, it, you know, you're a Trump supporter. You're, you're, you're a conservative. You're, I don't care. That's great. Right. You know, I'll buy you a beer and shake your hand. God <laughs> bless you. Indeed. You know, until you start telling me you're going to try and take my guns, you're going to, you know— you're all dying for abortion. At that point, you're no longer my friend. Exactly. And you know that when you look at the the different viewpoints and the different things that, that these Democrats, these mainline, Bill Peduto wouldn't answer me today. I, I called him out three times on Twitter. I wanted to coward. know. I wanted to know, Bill, do you support defunding the Pittsburgh Police Department? Do you support that? He wouldn't answer me. You know, uh, but I want to know that. I, I mean, you know, the ironic part about it is they want to defund the police. What are they going to do the next election when the police union doesn't pay any campaign money? You know, well, it's not even that to fund the cops. I mean, it, it's going to it'll go back to the wild, wild west. Oh, and indeed. here's the problem. And, and here's the here's the problem you now have all these guys. You know, even if they were to arm all these Antifa guys and they're going to run around with their guns. You get a, a, a three or four good vets that that know how to shoot, that know how to handle business, and they take care of business. You know what I mean? It's so I, I I think that it shouldn't be defund the police. It should be defend the police. Those guys go out and put themselves in harm's way day after day, week after week. They don't get no credit. Nobody nobody throws them a parade. You know, the, the doctors got parades for this, you know, fake virus. Where, where were the parades? Where's the parades for the cops and the firemen and, the, and, and all the other first responders? Nobody does anything for those guys. There's no recognition. No. And, and they don't pay them crap, and they're talking about defunding them. These guys don't make no money in the first place. Nope, you're right. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, New York City Police Department Sergeant and President uh, and founder of Blue Lives Matter New York City, uh, Joseph Imperatrice brings over 13 years, and that's probably a couple years shy, of law enforcement experience to Blue Lives Matter NYC, from Impact Foot Patrol to Sector Car, SNEU, uh, to Supervisor of Plainclothes, Anti-Crime, and Sergeant of Detectives. Uh, Sergeant Joe Imperatrice, welcome back to Cold War Radio, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, so uh, I want to thank you so much. I know you guys are... Uh, really in the trenches right now. You probably haven't had a day off for uh, three or four weeks. Uh, how are you doing? Are you hanging in there? It's definitely an odd time. Uh, I never thought in my time now with over 14 years experience that I'd ever be living in the world we're living in. I heard years ago the stories about how, how Times Square you just didn't go to, to the prostitution and the drugs and the riots and the looting and the robberies. And here I am firsthand working in Manhattan seeing the border of the storefronts and these kids, because that's what they are, they're young kids in their teens and early 20s, just demolishing neighborhoods with an impraved indifference for human life. And uh, just an odd time, but i got to thank all the police officers nationwide going out there, especially in New York, seven days straight, 12 to 15-hour tours, uh, putting their hands on the bad guys, getting them off the street, even though this whole bail reform is not helping. They're doing just a phenomenal job. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Concur, concur 100%. Now, uh an article I found in townhall.com, uh, Blue Lives Matter founder has something to say to Black Lives Matter activists who disrupted DNC's moment of silence. Joe, that was from 2016. This yes, is something that that's that been was, with yep. us. Uh, ex- explain. It's crazy how history repeats itself. Yep, it, it is. So back then it was, I believe, uh, they were bringing on families of cops that were killed in the line of duty, and you had people in the crowd just total disrespectful chanting and booing and yelling and screaming. And very similar to times in 2020 where these individuals now are walking past us, cursing us out, wishing death upon us once again. Um, it's not easy being a police officer. Disrespect has gone out the window. I think many people will agree that whether you're on the far left or on the far Democrat side of things, there's an agenda being pushed. Um, I think this is the first time in American history where everyone, both police officers and civilians, are united and the fact that four officers did something egregious. That should have never happened. It's disgusting. It's terrible when anybody, no matter what the circumstance, loses their life in police custody. But what people are forgetting is that an individual called 911 because the person that lost his life committed a crime. This had nothing to do with race. 
it is absolutely disgusting how you see white liberals and extreme black activists going out there and saying that it has, this had to do with race and they want to do an entire overhaul on all 50 states police departments and even take away funds because four officers that are arrested and behind bars did something that no one else did. It's just not right. It's not fair. And uh, I think more people need to start stepping up, especially of color, that wear the uniform to explain how they feel as well. Uh, I, I got to say that at least for the, at least for the rookies, I know there was at least one rookie in those four, you know, four cops. I hope they go a little light on that guy. Can you imagine being there with a guy that's got eighteen years on the force and you're going to tell him what to do? Uh, but anyway, that's yeah, that's yep. that's, a, that's another thing. I wanted to ask you something very serious, and then I'm going to pass it to uh, my co-host Ward Miller, who's also uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, I heard tonight uh, former Commissioner Bernie Carrick. Uh, was on, and he said that uh, that he had information that almost 600 officers in the NYPD are either putting their papers in or talking about putting their papers in. How devastating is that? Well, I, I've been very fortunate to actually become friends with Commissioner Kerrig and share the Fox stage with him and have conversations with him, and he's right. Um, the numbers I heard were between four and 600, and that ranges from individuals that are already at the retirement age. And it also includes people that have a year on, less than a year, all the way up to the retirement age that are just resigning. Because you see in the news every day there's police officers using minimal force, right? If you remember in 2016, there was a whole argument of unarmed black men being shot by police. Oh, yeah. Now, in 2020, you see officers put a light shove on whether a female or a male, and they want to lock you up. It is completely absurd. So why would you come here? Why would you put your life in jeopardy, your family's life in jeopardy, your livelihood, all those years of breaking your butt for the city that you love and have it taken away because politics wants to play a role? Um, but he is absolutely right in that statement. That is what's going on, and I think you're going to see a lot more for their papers in two within the next couple months. Word. Well, there was a, an article I had read about the uh... – the family of uh, Floyd's family was going to petition the UN to uh, step in and, and help with policing, especially like in Minnesota where they're going to shut down the police, which is completely insane. Um, but I guess my, my question, because well, you're in, in New York, I mean, de Blasio isn't your friend, is he? There's a lot of I politicians. Mean, uh, you know, you can't just label one. There's one primarily that's always in the news. Um, but we've mm -hmm. seen governors. We've seen uh, city council speakers. We've seen assembly and council members. They're, they're, none of them are our friends. They have this complete left agenda. They live in a bubble. They don't know what it's like to put a uniform on. You have individuals going on live television saying that officers look like the militia with riot gear. That riot gear has saved so many lives during this riot. We're getting bricks thrown, Mazel Tov cocktails. They're filling tennis balls with cement, bottles, you know, frozen water bottles. You, you can't go out there. The whole point is to make sure, especially as a supervisor, that your officers go home safe. That's why we have that, because the individuals that are in front of us are not peaceful. If you see officers dressed in that kind of gear, it should set off a red flag to anybody that has a reasonable mind that, hey, maybe this isn't as peaceful as what the news and the media outlets are portraying. Well, I have another question, I guess, a follow-up. Now, in Pittsburgh, our mayor has said that, you know, for the the riot squads or whatnot, 
they're no longer allowed to use pl- rubber bullets or tear gas to disperse the crowd. They're to rely on batons and guns. This is going to do nothing but incite this. I mean, well, the, yep, just the, the, just the optics of it, of, of, a, yep. of a guy beating a guy with a stick, is going to just set everything else on fire, and it's going to burn the whole place down. Well, this goes to show how asinine and out of touch these politicians are, because what they're not realizing is those things they want to take away are considered non-lethal force, so that an officer doesn't have to use their firearm. Hey, maybe possibly an officer is very, very scared for their life, and grabs their firearm, ends up firing it, and now they just killed somebody. But if they had the rubber bullets to kind of put a scare and a charge into somebody to move away, which wasn't going to kill them, isn't going to be life-threatening. That's why officers have that. Uh, bottom line is, and we see it all over the place now over the United States, is we need to vote in Republicans and conservatives because they are the only ones that have in the law and order. You know, it, these Democrats, have they want nothing to do with keeping people safe. And I think that's a hard, a hard, a hard mountain to climb uh, in New York and Pittsburgh. But you would think that human nature, uh, because I mean, if you look at most Democrats, they're not really paying attention to politics. You can't have uh, a, a, a cogent conversation about politics with most of them. Some of them you can, but not very many. Uh, so you would think the ones that aren't really, you know, that uh, loyal to the Democrat Party would say, hold on, wait a minute, no cops. Are you kidding me? I have a business. How am I going to get, what insurance company is going to write an insurance policy in a place with no cops? It's not going to happen. No, Uh, and and it's common sense because no matter what side of the aisle you're on, no matter what your beliefs are, religion, politics, sexual orientation, you want to be safe. You want the law and order. You want some, some, I guess, easy feeling that God forbid someone does something bad to you or tries to steal from you, they're going to get caught. With no police, there's going to be rooted up rioting and looting and no repercussions. Uh, what are they going to do when someone gets shot? It's going to hide the bodies? They're going to push them off to the side and wait for sanitation to come? It just it, it makes no sense. It's not logical. And if there are any, I guess, normal or half-conservative Democrats out, Democrats out there, they're not even going to say it because they'll be ostracized for coming out and, and thinking different than their party. Um, that's what we see with the movement now. It, it, this is reverse racism. I've been telling everyone this it started oh, yeah. a week and a half ago. If you do not believe in what they say, they're going to bully you. The same thing yep. we tell our children not to do in school, that's what these adults are doing. They're going to bully you, guilt you. There's videos out there of white individuals scrubbing and washing the feet of people of color and apologizing. What world are we in? No matter what your skin color, nobody should be doing that. No. That's, that this isn't a humbling experience, which you're trying, trying to say. You know, and in some cultures or religions, yes, that does happen, you know, as a symbol of things, and that's okay. But just to do it to try to humiliate people, what kind of world are we living in? You know, we've talked about how much progress we've made. Have we really? And another thing that, that I've been thinking of is everyone quotes history, but nobody is taking the reins and making history. Someone needs to step up, change the direction of what's going on, Conversation is good, but action is better. Well, let me ask you then. Go ahead, Warden. No, I was going to say, I mean, it's the same story again and again. You know, somebody does something bad. Somebody gets it on tape. And then here comes Al Sharpton to bitch about it and get everybody all jazzed up to attack the police. I mean, that's what he does. It's his M.O. I mean, it's been forever. And so... And we've we've already gone through it. Now he's going to have a 
a, a march for uh, for Floyd in uh, in August, I believe. Another DC march for Floyd in August. So, uh, can you guys do something about his taxes right now? And, and, and this, this is coming from police officers nationwide, right? Here we are, and we all agree that the incident that the officers did, they should have never been on him. They should have gotten him aid. They, first of all, they should have never been on top of him. The second you put him in handcuffs, you put him to the side. You make sure that he, he doesn't have asphyxiation, and you sit him up. If he's acting that bad, you put him in the back of the car. Worst case, he kicks out the windows. It's not my window. So what do I care? He's safe. I'm safe. The guy's contained, right? We all agree that what they did was out of control. But at the same time, we have this New York, and I, and I don't know if this 50. A has to do with all 50 states or just New York City. But if, for people that don't know, it's pretty much a way of pulling up officers' records from the past and saying, hey, Joe Imperatrice has 10 complaints. They paid out $100 million, and he's a terrible police officer. So you know what I say to all the unions? If they want to play hardball, you know what? Let's let it out there. You guys want it? Take it. But guess what? In this instance, I'm going to use this for an example. When we go to court, we're going to turn around and say, well, guess what? Mr. Floyd was a career criminal. He was in and out of jail. That doesn't excuse the reason that he's not here. He should still be alive. But at the same time, he did a home invasion. He pointed a loaded firearm at a pregnant woman's stomach. He's been in and out of jail for drug sales and, and, and drug use. You know, he's been in and out of jail for criminal possession of a weapon. So if you want to play, you know, okay, the officers, let's do it fair and play both sides. So this is the problem. You know, no one's speaking about the real issues. Here we are, just like Biggie Smalls. He was a crack dealer from Brooklyn. You know, and there's murals all over the place. He was gangbanging. So is this going to be the new norm, where anyone that commits crimes and loses their life, we're going to go out there and we're going to honor them. We're going to put angel wings on them. We're going to make sure that, or, or make people believe that they were heroes in their community, which at the time they weren't. Because let's get those victims that he victimized on interviews and see what they have to say. You know... They did that here in Pittsburgh, too, with a guy named Antoine Brown, I think his name was. Uh, but this guy... Antoine Rose. Rose, okay. He was... Uh, yeah. There was a cop out there who got a, a bolo on a drive-by shooting. A uh, car drove right in front of him. He did a felony stop on the car. Uh, the one guy got out and did what he was told. The other guy ran. And the cop shot him in the back. And you would have thought that this guy was the biggest angel that there ever was. The mayor... Marched with them. They had the Pittsburgh Public School elementary white kids saying stuff on microphones about how horrible it was. Uh, enough to make you throw up, really. I, I just, it's absolutely absurd. You know, and, and during this COVID thing, too, the way this world is working is we were letting bad people out of jail for murder, robbery, burglary, uh, weapons possession, drugs. Letting them out of jail because we felt bad for them, right? But then we're locking up store owners trying to put food on the table for their loved ones. We're, we're charging them bail but we're letting the real bad guys back on the street. It just doesn't make sense. And I've talked to people from all different backgrounds, all different nationalities, and a lot of people do agree. This is, this is crazy. And, yes, as time goes on, there should be changes to police departments. There should be ways of how to evolve. There should be ways of how to relate to the community better. But at the same time, people call police officers in the worst possible situations. Police work will not always be pretty. There will be times use of force has to be used. You know, whether it is to have someone presenting against somebody else or, God forbid, a police officer that might not go home to their family. It's just logic. And there are going to be instances, just like every other profession, where someone does something outrageous. But if we're able to grab them, put them behind bars, take the title of whatever profession they have as a way, we just did it. Now you let the justice system work. You can't bend the rules because you want a certain type of person to look like they're the victim always. You know, you look at the numbers. Last year, nine unarmed black males were killed by a police interaction. 
19 white individuals. Facts don't lie. Every single year, whites are killed at a higher rate than blacks or any other minority. It's a fact. That's not just me being racist or saying something. You know, police officers, on average, 150 per year, if not more, are killed in the line of duty. These are facts. You know, individuals need to have conversation with facts. And I'm a Republican, you know, conservative, whatever you want to talk about. But what's bothering me is we allow individuals to have a louder voice than us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And there's more of us. We have the voice of reason, but we sit in, in, in our, on our couches and complain when we didn't go out and vote. And we say, oh, this just sucks. We're going to deal with it. No, we don't have to. I'm not saying, you know, match violence with violence, but match common sense with violence. You know, show that we are the better people, that, that we are the voice of reason, that we really want to see change in a positive light, no matter what walk of life you come from. And until then, we're going to be complaining when we don't like the results we get. We're going to complain when people come in our neighborhoods and our storefronts and destroy it. You know, we have to stand together. That's what the United States is all about. United we stand. And until we do that, this is going to keep on going in circles over and over and over again. So after watching the uh, president's roundtable, uh, today uh, with law enforcement leaders. Uh, do you feel that there's any reform that is necessary that we could still do? Like, for instance, I don't know about New York, but I know in Pittsburgh probably 15 or so years ago, maybe longer than that, uh, they ended all foot patrols. In other words, there used to be officers when I was young that their whole career was on the same beat. And I knew them by name. They knew me. They knew where I lived. They knew I was a jag-off, whatever. But you knew them. <laughs> and, but yet, uh, they stopped that now. Now they have what's called a, uh, a park and walk or something like that where they have to do an hour in a neighborhood or something. But it's a different guy every time. And, and I just wonder if that's uh, something that would help or uh, maybe... I, I had this conversation with officers the other day. And the problem is... Police departments are too worried about saying that they have the best technology, that they're moving forward. And, yes, you have to adapt to the times. But you need a fair, I guess, percentage of old-school policing with new-school policing because there's certain things of old-school policing that some may be outdated, but some still may be great to just get down to the nitty-gritty, to get the bad guys off the street, like you said, to have a community policing officer that they know his or her face every single day and they're comfortable with. It could be anything as small as the garbage or, you know, graffiti to someone committing crime. We need to go back old school policing along with the new school and find a perfect mix. The problem is, is we've added so much fluff over the years. Bottom line, we have to go back to the basics. 
I agree. I, I do. And I, I think I, one of the things uh, that one of the uh, sheriffs uh, from Illinois was talking about was a black man, uh, four stars on his shoulder, said that uh, maybe we could look at uh, no physical force while we're restraining somebody above the neck, you know, to maybe stop the chokehold thing. And he said something about uh, d- mandatory de-escalation training. Does that sound uh, plausible? Or I'm just asking. Well, I, well I you know what? I, I can't speak on behalf of the NYPD, but I know there is a procedure that it already has been that you you should not use a chokehold, and there probably is in all different types of, of police, you know, departments. No, no hog ties. No cuffing someone a certain way or whatever the case may be. Um, have them, pro- you know, sit up instead of lay down on their stomach. Yes, there's always ways to see things that happened around the world, which we can prevent for us in the future. Um, you just got to always stay vigilant. You got to be looking to learn. There's only so much you can do training-wise, and training is great. But the issue is, is when you're out in the street, right. not every situation is the same. You can't just go by the way you learned in the book. And there should be a guide. Every police department should have a guide to follow. But as we saw a week and a half ago, when people are hurling bricks and trying to take over police precincts and lighten police cars on fire, there's nothing, (laughs) what are they going to tell you? There's nothing in a book that says retreat, run away. You have to be a police officer. This is life and death now. You throw a Mazel Tov cocktail at me. That's not in a book anywhere. You you have to react. It's life and death. And what we need to take into account, too, is a person, you know, that's not in uniform, that's not an officer, a reasonable person, how would they react? How would they react if you go up to their face and start screaming and yelling and spitting on them and pushing them and calling them racist? What would that person do? You know, so we kind of have to realize that police officers are human. That does not give a police officer a, a right, you know, to, to abuse someone. But we have to we have to really consider what's really going on in this world. No, I agree, and I, I just hope that you're uh, when you can. And, and I'm speaking collectively to the whole, actually, police officers all over the country. But you guys seem to have it uh, worse than most. Uh, I hope you guys are getting some time off and going to the lake and going fishing and you know just taking some downtime that this doesn't just totally eat you up inside because it's got to be hard. Uh, It's not easy. uh, It's not easy. I have one final question for you, sir. Uh, Something that I heard from the Attorney General uh, tonight that I did not like. I didn't like it when Obama was president, and I don't like it now. Uh, I don't think there needs to be a whole lot of federal control over local police departments. I'd just like your thoughts on that. What people need to understand is there's so much oversight, whether it's the Civilian Complaint Review Board, whether it's uh, regular police officers, whether it's internal affairs, whether it's inspections, whether it's federal government. We have so much oversight. As a police officer, you have a better chance of being indicted for a crime than if you're a civilian nowadays. Uh, Just adding more restrictions doesn't necessarily help the issue. You know, every situation is different. If something's criminal, you handle it. But if an officer is out there doing their job, they shouldn't have to worry that they're going to have handcuffs on them the very next day either. Uh, how did the uh, 2020 Archangel Gala go? Did that happen yet? Well, what happened was between COVID and everything, we oh, had to yeah. phone it. But as of right now, you know, it is scheduled for August 22nd. All right. Well, good luck on that, sir. And any uh, any final comments you'd like to leave the audience with? No, I just really appreciate you having me and giving some insight of what the officers are going through. Well, I'll tell you, we, we appreciate you, and, and thank you for taking the time. I know you've got a lot of things going on, and uh, keep up the good work, Sarge. Thank you, and God bless. God bless. 
Looking for an alternative place to find news and opinion? How about conversing with fellow patriots? Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Cold War Radio. You will find it at www.spreaker.com or in the Spreaker app. Search for Cold War Radio and you will find it. Since I've been listening, I have met some terrific patriots and learned quite a lot about current events that the mainstream media will never tell you. Please come and join us. Be inspired. You will feel right at home in our Spreaker chat room. Boy, those guys are they're, they're under the gun, no doubt about it. Let's go to Ken and King George is on the line right away. What's up, Ken? Well, you were talking about you know these cops and how they're you know they're human beings too, right? They're, they're capable of making mistakes. But when I was running the CCAP program, uh, one of the biggest things, even with you know, even now that I'm a Navy contractor, okay, it, every year we got to do this active duty or active shooter training, right? Which was never a thing, Christ, even back when I first joined the Navy, you know, you didn't hear the term active shooter, right? But well, these police it was officers... Since Clinton, Clinton, Clinton was the one who, who disallowed uh, enlisted people to carry weapons on bases. That was under under Slick Willie. Yes, I'm completely aware of that. They give me a nightstick, because the running joke while we were standing Pierce entry was, halt. Or I'll say halt again. You know, <laughs> what the hell are you going to do? It's also, almost a Monty Python routine. Yeah, I'm going to beat you with his balsa wood stick, you know. But but these police officers that work on base, now, you know, they're, they're not patrolling a major metropolitan city. But they, they flat out told these kids, you know, hey, at the end of the day, I want to go home, see my wife and kids. And I'm going to do whatever I need to do to protect myself so that at the end of the day, I can go home and see my wife and kids. Now, you, you know, when they gave us the whole the whole thing, you know, they were like, if we're in there to, to clear a building, whatever, you know, if we say hands up, you put your hands on your head, you put your cell phone down, you, you know, and you walk out the building. And... And if you deviate that from any way, shape, or form, you know, you're going to be pulled to the side. They said, because we're out there trying to look out for our own safety, you know, in addition to your safety as well. But, you know, they if they haven't identified whoever the, you know, active suspect is, you know, they're going to treat everybody Kind of like a suspect, right? Absolutely, yeah, because you don't know who it is. But it, it, so, oh yeah, they they got my wife real good. The one guy, big, big, big guy. <laughs> we we're coming through the gate one day. We got the doors and the roof off the jeep and everything. 
And he just happened to be working the main gate. And we're coming through. And he, he's got a very projective voice, right? He hollers out, hands up! My wife almost wrecked the damn Jeep because <laughs> she was like, putting her hands on, on her head, you know. But And this guy got a good laugh out of it, and we all laughed at the end of the day. I was like, man, you know. But what they're trying to do is dehumanize, you know, anybody that wears the police uniform because – Ah, if one of them gets shot, who cares? You know, that's well, a cop. Here's the thing. You know? Here's the thing, Ken. Th- think about this, though. For the last two months, they said you can't leave your house. So you have people just sitting around fuming. That's exactly right. Over and over. So, and they put you in a pressure cooker. We were in a pressure cooker for two months. And then it's like, okay, we're going to let you loose, but not only let you loose, we're going to let you loose and give you something to be pissed off about. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah, exactly. and that's exactly what happened. This is a, this is nothing short of a psyops organization. It's okay. a psyops operation from the beginning to the end because they scare you. Let's scare them, then lock them down, keep them that way for two months, get the pressure cooker going. Now we'll set them off on a, on a racial thing, and it'll explode. And it's exactly what happened. And then they think, and in the end, Trump will be gone. That's what they yeah. think. That, that's what they're that they're going that's, for. That, well, that's, that, that's, that the stock market's yeah, already right. almost that's, come that's back. <laughs> All right, go I, I got to get into some other stuff here, Ken. Let me uh, do that. Any final comments? Because I'm going well, di- mean, to dive into that right I, now. But yeah, I, I mean, I've been going to work for the last couple couple months, and then all of a sudden, you know, you get this ass clown down here that you know. Well, we're going to let everybody lose. And but you got to wear a mask. Well, guess what? I'm two weeks into this thing. Only wore a mask twice because I had to go see the doctor to get my prescription refilled, and I had to go pee at work one time. And they were like, "You got to wear one in the hallway." Hmm. And now I've even gotten to the point where I'm like, "Screw it! If I'm in the hallway, uh, nobody's you know freaked out or anything." I even went to food line this afternoon without one on. I was the only person in the freaking store without one on, but you know, like it was ninety degrees yesterday. I hear you. Wake well, the hell not up. only that, the, the Surgeon General says they don't work, and they, they, they refuse to play that. But yeah, the Surgeon General said they don't work. And the World Health Organization today said that if you're healthy, you don't need to wear one. Yeah, exactly. All right, Ken. Thanks for calling, man. You bet, bro. Let me get into this Take here. It in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want you to, I'm going to illustrate some serious stuff right here. I don't know what Attorney General Barr and Durham have up their sleeves, but it is something big because I don't know who the man behind the, the curtain is. But whoever he is or they are, they called in all the markers this weekend. I don't know if you noticed, but they called them all in. They called all of McCain's generals in. They had colon cancer Powell out there. They had Admiral Mullen. They had George W. Bush. They had Mitt uh, Romney. I got I to I, I say something about that, though. 
it because I, I believe in being fair and calling a pig a pig. Sure. Bush came out and said that the the story that the New York Times ran that said that he was not voting for Trump, he did not say that. That was okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he, he wanted to make sure that he got it out that he never that he that he didn't say that. that guaranteed, that did not come he, from him, guaranteed so. he voted for Hillary Clinton though. Uh, I will guarantee that's that just too. Me. But <laughs> right, once that's, again, that's fine. In, in effort to be fair reporting, there you go. That that, that works for me. Uh, but anyway, the rest of them came out uh, and said that they're uh, Colin Powell said that he's voting for Biden. They're, they're all all of these generals: General Allen, uh, General Mattis, General Kelly. They all suck, man. None of them ever won anything, and you. Know, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It really pains me to listen to these fools. Colon Cancer Powell came out and said that the president wasn't following the Constitution, and that's just a lie. That's not true. Uh, I I think what we need uh, very seriously in this country, very seriously, for this many four-star generals to come out against a citizen, a sitting president kind of makes you feel like they don't like the idea of civilian control of the military, I guess. I mean, they're siding with communist word, communists. When they, when they, well, side, when they go with Biden over, over Trump and they, and they criticize the president who didn't even do anything. He didn't call any active duty uh, to do anything on the ground. He had him standing by. Because the night before he got whisked down into the bunker, and he was making and here's sure. Here's the thing: it, it doesn't matter. He's the commander in chief. He can tell them to do whatever the hell he wants to tell them to do. He, I mean, he could position troops anywhere in the world without. I mean, he's trying. He's going to pull them out of Germany just to piss Merkel off. I hope he does. But we have she's no already said that that's unacceptable. We have no she business said that's being unacceptable. there. Yeah, right. Watch like, this. Yeah, the only reason that they're there was to keep the Russians out. That's it. That's not really as much of a thing anymore. You know, defend yourself. All right, let's listen to Colin Powell, and I want you to listen to how petty this moron is. Start right now with the extraordinary comments this week from several top former military officials, including. Uh, former Secretary and General Jim Mattis condemning President Trump's actions against protesters, his desire to have 10,000 uh, active U.S. military in the streets of this nation. Lie. The president's former chief of staff, General Kelly, said he agreed with Mattis. Retired General John Allen, sa- John Allen says the president's threat to deploy U.S. military against Kelly's American declined. citizens, quote, may well signal the beginning of the end of the American experiment. Uh, take a, a listen to what Allen told me Thursday. I never believed that the Constitution was under threat until recently, and I have concerns about that. Uh, We should all be very attentive right now uh, to how the rule of law is being administered in this country. What's your response to to what's been going on the last week, uh, General? 
Well, first, thanks very much, Jake. I'm very happy with what General Allen said and all the other generals, admirals are saying, and diplomats are saying. We have a constitution, and we have to follow the constitution, and the president's drifted away from it. I'm so proud of what these generals and admirals have done and others have done. But, you know, I didn't write a letter because I made my point with respect to Trump's performance some four years ago when he was running for office. And when I heard some of the things he was saying, it made it clear that I could not possibly vote for this individual. The first thing that troubled me is the whole birthers movement. And birthers movement had it to do with the fact that the president of the United States, President Obama, was a black man. That was part. Stop. First of all, yeah, that had, Barack Obama that had was not. To do with it. Barack Obama is not a black man. Barack Obama is half African and half white. That's what Barack Obama is. He's not a black man. So get it right. And the thing is, the 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 document that was produced by the White House was proven to be a Photoshop fake. Absolutely. Proven. Absolutely. And, and it'll come out. And I'm, I don't even want to get into the birther thing, but you know what? You want to start the birther thing and, and throw that out there. Just nothing for nothing. We were never presented with an actual birth certificate. There was never one produced. The only thing that was produced was produced by the White House, proven to be a fake and had been photoshopped. And then that just story just went away. Yep. And then as far as uh, going into you know the the whole thing with the, tr- the troops in the streets. Annie Maxine screwed up, and she actually called this an insurrection. <laughs> so that would actually give Trump the ability to use the Insurrection Act to put troops wherever the hell he wants to. He could set them in Maxine's front yard, and she couldn't do a damn thing about it. And when the mayor stands down the police department, there's your insurrection. Let's finish uh, his comments. Perfect. And then I was deeply troubled by the way in which he was going around insulting everybody, insulting Gold Star Mothers, insulting John McCain, insulting immigrants, and I'm the son of immigrants, insulting anybody who dared to speak against him. And that is dangerous for our democracy. It's dangerous dangerous. for our country. And I think what we're seeing now, the most massive protest movement I have ever seen in my life, I think this suggests that the country is getting wise to this and we're not going to put up with it anymore. Oh, really? Hey, Colin, where's the weapons of mass destruction? uh, Former Defense Secretary General Mattis said, quote, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. It sounds like you agree with that. You have to agree with it. I mean, look at what he has done to divide us. Forget immigrants. Let's put up a fence in Mexico. Forget this. Let's do this. He is insulting us throughout the world. He is being offensive to our allies. He is not taking into account what our foreign policy is and how it's being affected by his actions. So, yes, I agree with General Allen. I agree with all of my former colleagues. And remember, I've been out of the military now for 25 years. And so I'm watching them closely because they all were junior officers when I left. And I'm proud of what they're doing. I'm proud that they were willing to take the risk of speaking honesty and speaking truth to those who are not speaking truth. Did he sound like he was slurring? I mean, I kind of got that slur thing going on there. Did you catch that? Yeah, a little bit. I, I just want to know where where's the weapons of mass destruction, Colin. I mean, the last <laughs> time you spoke to the American people, you lied through your teeth. How do we know you're not doing that now? And, and I mean, to you, speak you, of, he's a very convincing liar. I will give him that. But his whole idea about uh, uh, Matt is saying it about uniting the country. I mean, what are you going to unite with? Here, let's listen to Rush Limbaugh and his thoughts on that. 
The protests are no big deal. This is James Mattis. You know who's out of touch? Here's Mattis. You know, this, this, this refrain in Mattis's piece, I don't even see, I don't even see Donald Trump trying to unite the country. Presidents are supposed to try to unite the country. You know what? I don't even see President Trump. How blind must you be? James Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis, that's his nickname, served as the Secretary of Defense in Trump's administration. Did he not see what has been done and attempted against Trump for these past four years? Did he not see the fake, phony coup? Did he Was he not aware that every day the American media was promoting one lie after another? Or he was part of it. Accusing Trump of traitorism, of treason, of, of, of being a Russian spy and an agent, a personal asset of Vladimir Putin. Unify the country? We're so beyond that, it's laughable. He's not even trying to unify. All president trying to unify. He's not even he's not trying to unify the threat to the Constitution. Let me tell you, folks, you know this, I know this. The objective here, the objective right to unify? The objective right now is simple. It is to defeat the forces that are arrayed against us out there that are attempting to overthrow the Trump administration to continue this coup and to rip to shreds the Constitution. We are in a battle for the future of America as founded. There's always going to be in America. What kind it's going to be is the question. Unify with who? Unify with what? I'm going to say Donald Trump wanted to unify. He wanted everybody to come together after he was elected. I talked to him about it. I'm the one that told him it would never happen. I was one of many. They're not interested in getting along with Trump. They're not interested in, in, in co-managing or having a participatory existence with Trump as president. They're not interested in a roaring economy. They're not interested in capitalism doing great things for the vast majority of people. They're not interested in that. The idea that unity is possible. Unity is possible only if our side caves. And then what you have then is not unity. You have defeat. You have Colin Powell. How can these guys not see this? How can James Mattis, how can Mike, well, because they must be committed deep staters who don't think any of this is ever going to touch them. It's never going to affect them. They're never going to lose anything they've got. I'm up against it on time. Yeah, I'll tell you, he pretty much sums it up, Ward. He does. I mean, unify with what? Do you ever think these people are actually going to go halfway with us they want to kill us well here's the thing too now you look at and this is the part that gets me we haven't heard anything about it in the in the, in the media at all but I, I'd, I'd like to ask somebody this question with the fact that all this come out that the dossier was fake that hillary paid for it that the dnc was involved Etc. 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 So that the that tells me that the that they knew from Jump Street before there was a special prosecutor before there was anything that there was nothing. 
And guess they who knew else knew that? Nothing. Guess who else knew that? Marco Rubio knew that. Lindsey Graham knew that. Senator Warner knew that. Possibly Grassley. I mean, these people were all in on it. Yeah, you have to believe that because they, they were the ones jumping up down, Russian collusion, let's see Mueller. Every one of them that signed off on Mueller needs to be investigated. Indeed. Because they that was $25 million of taxpayer money that got thrown at Mueller. Now, that doesn't even count Horowitz, who was another addition to it, that did the exact same thing because there, that shouldn't have been launched either. So there was another forty grand or $40 million, excuse me. Yeah. So uh, all this money was just thrown out the window because every single one of them that begged for it, that, that oh, we got to have this investigation and that investigation. And while this investigation's on, Schiff's going to start another investigation, and that's going to cost more money, too. And they knew going in before anything of this shit started that it was a that it was a lie. Every single one of them that signed off on this lied to the American people, and nobody's going to call them on it. And they just blew millions of dollars on something that they knew was a was a lie. And I guess all you can do is is what uh, Sergeant Imperatrice said: is you got to vote. You got to get these people out, man. I mean, they, there's no other way to do this other than violence. Uh, and I'm not ready for that right now. Uh, especially when you look at the liberals' heads exploding, as we had a magnanimous jobs report on Friday, two million more jobs, and you look at the stock market and it's soaring because the stock market knows we're coming back and they know that at the end of the day, I don't know who all is going to go to jail, but at the end of the day, this is going to look different than it does now. Well, if you remember back when the you know, the lockdown started and everybody was, oh, this is going to crash the economy. It's going to be, you know, the second depression and da, da, da. I said, no. And you remember we had this conversation. I said, no, it's not going to happen. As soon as they turn the light, you know, turn the switch back on and let people go to work, America's going to come back to work and, and they're going to do it better than they ever did. And they did. Yeah. And it's going to keep getting better every week. I mean, every month, whenever they have the jobs reports, and it's just going to get better and better, the market's going to go up and up because that's what we do. I went over to Carnegie uh, yesterday morning to get to pick up breakfast for the family, and it was one of the happiest things I ever saw, man. I went over there, and I was the only guy with a mask on beside the people that worked there. The diner was full. It wasn't totally full. It was uh, offset tables, you know. It was uh, socialist distancing. Uh, yeah, but but, but nobody mean, had a mask on, is, man. If people want to wear a mask, that's on them. I'm not going to uh, – see, that's the difference between me and everybody else. I'm not going to be that guy that says you've got to. Right. If you want to and, and it makes you feel better and it gives you some sort of sense of whatever, that's cool. You can do whatever you like. Don't expect me to do it. Right. Because – that's just not me. I, I can't have stuff on my face. It drives my, me crazy. My, and, my liberty does people, not end where your fear starts. Exactly. No, but I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, it, it's something that, and we do need to get over this fear. This fear has is, is gripped the nation. We got to get over this. Uh, and then now we'll go uh, to Black Lives Matter because they do, I guess. It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. Half a pack of cigarettes in the dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. 
Chicago Report with Ward Miller. Yay! And this week's Chicago Report, we're going to go from May 31st to June 6th, which hasn't even gotten here yet. And in the last week, seven days, uh, 29 people have been shot and killed in Chicago. Uh, 138 have been shot and wounded, with making it a total of 167 shot with 32 homicides in a town where guns are illegal and everybody is supposed to be locked down. I, I just, and, and in fact, their their mayor, uh, what's what's her name, Beetlejuice, um, she came out and said that they shouldn't be, you know, don't worry about it, you know, you'll be able to call the police. And at the same time, she has her own little arsenal. It comes out that she has like seven different weapons. And it's like, how, how does she have them in, in, in Chicago? I thought that they were illegal. But I guess when you're a Democrat in a, in a Democrat-controlled place, you can do whatever the hell you want and lock people down except for you. Right. You know, pretty much like the chick in Michigan. She's something else, too. I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, she's a complete piece of work. I, I know. <laughs> Wants to be Biden's vice president. Uh, something that's bothered me for a long time uh, with the FBI, uh, somebody compiled a list, uh, and FBI pledge allegiance to Black Lives Matter, Antifa, Nation of Islam, and new Black Panthers protesters in a display of public unity with the movement writ large FBI officials took a knee. You can see it. It's the uh, image for the show tonight. Uh, took a knee to declare their woke allegiance with protesting mobs. With that visible display, we now have a better understanding of the motives behind a history of FBI failures. Setting aside the optic that some members of the FBI looking more like meal team six, uh, there was always a suspicion the FBI were more concerned about political correctness than actually doing the work of a federal investigative agency. Historically, the FBI has failed miserably to stop domestic terror threats, and when the investigative failures are researched, there's usually a prior connection between the attackers and the FBI. The father of the Orlando Pulse nightclub terrorist, Omar Mateen, was a guy named Sadiq Mateen. You might remember seeing him at the Hillary Clinton rally. After Omar killed 49 people, it was discovered that Sadiq had been an FBI informant for over 11 years. Similarly, after the Parkland school shooting, it was discovered that the FBI was fully aware of Nicholas Cruz, yet again they had taken no action. The exact same scenario had played out several years earlier when the FBI was warned about the Sarnev brothers before the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013, and yet they did nothing to stop it. The FBI is now a political agency with police powers within the federal government. The activity of Lisa Page, who now works for MSNBC as a legal analyst, Peter Stroke, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, and a host of very familiar names has shown just how important politics is within the institution. Indeed, as we saw in the ridiculous Hillary Clinton investigation, politics was the prism for every decision, and protecting their ideological tribe was the biggest concern within the agency. 
Understanding the sensitivity behind the FBI to the Muslim community, a sensitivity almost identical to the expressed position of the Democrat Party apparatus, it should come as no big surprise to see FBI agents ignoring terror threats and simultaneously taking a knee to show their allegiance with Black Lives Matter. After all, Black Lives Matter, BLM, is an assembly of political grievance activists that includes the Nation of Islam, Farrakhan, and the New Black Panther Party. The overall network is currently working in coordination with the ultraviolet Antifa. When the FBI takes a knee to support BLM, they are openly aligning with Antifa and the violent advocacy it carries and not being subtle about sticking a finger in the eye of U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr. Once we accept the FBI is a weaponized political agency, it makes sense they would only target people adverse to their political agenda and more harshly target anyone whom they would view as a political opponent, Roger Stone. Somehow the FBI found the motivation and resources to send more heavily armed agents to arrest 68-year-old Roger Stone that ever stepped foot in Benghazi, Libya. It also explains why the FBI refused to deal with FBI Chief Legal Counsel Dana Buente when his corrupt activity was discovered with an attempt to overthrow President Trump. And it goes on and on and on. And I don't want to hear about 99% of these jagoffs are perfect officers because where are they? If that's the case, where are they? Well, I don't know if you you watched the Rosenstein um, Senate debacle. Well, I tried for the show. I, I really did. I, I gave it the old college try, and, and I watched it for about 20 minutes because I, I heard the Graham started and, and Graham actually sounded like he was attacking him, which was impressive. And, and Graham does that though. He sounds like he sounds like he's tough, but then he passed it off to a Democrat that, and I don't remember who it was, but it made me want to vomit. And then when he was done, it went back to the Republican. And when it, by the time it went back to the, to the next Democrat, I couldn't handle anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, audience, but I could only stomach so much bile at one shot. So I apologize. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's out of control. The FBI is, is way out of control. I mean, what, if you go, you know, it, if you research this article the, at the Conservative Treehouse, it shows a clip of Director Ray uh, talking to his agents during the government shutdown. And, and he basically was, I mean, he sounded like a Democrat congressman talking to them. I mean... Berating the administration, just uh, I don't know. We got to do something with that agency. It's it's out of control, man. I mean, it's just uh, well, it's a political you know it, uh, arm. Well, it's funny because one of the first parts of it was that they're talking about political correctness, and I had posted a, a thing on our Facebook page. Uh, it was a quote from George Carlin who said, "Political correctness is fascism pretending to have be manners," yep. and that's absolutely true. I mean. We, Think about words we said when we were in school that we thought nothing of. Okay, like retarded. I use that a lot, and, right. and I get told, you know, you shouldn't say that. But here's the problem. The, the, I had a friend who was retarded. It, his name was Ronnie, and we called him Retarded Ronnie. 
because we had another friend named Ronnie who wasn't retarded. Right. So that was the differentiator. Retarded Ronnie, I loved him. He was my pal. Come on, I never Ronnie. Threw things. I mean, you know, and, and that's the thing. It, he never was offended by it. Now, all the people that are around him might be offended by it, which is ridiculous. Come on, Ronnie. Let me, get, let me get a piece of that crayon, man. Come on. Don't give me a piece of exactly. that. Exactly. He always wanted to play football because he had the helmet. But <laughs> he was a great dude, and we liked him. You know, right. and, and it wasn't a mean thing. It was a descriptor to tell the difference between the two Ronnies. And he, nobody has ever thought that there was a, an offensive thing about that. I tell my dad, hey, where were you? I was down with retarded Ronnie. Everything was good. Right. Now, if I'd say that, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, you know, it's a word. It's a descriptive word. I mean, yeah, now if you did words, it, gay. Not, you can't not, say gay. Now if you did it, you can't uh, say, Ronnie's two dads would be pissed off. But anyway, good. Exactly. It's just, it, But it's just so stupid that you can't say words. That words offend people so bad that, that it that it actually brings them pain. They got problems, man. Yeah. I've been called everything on the on this planet. I've been called things. I, I swear to God, drill instructors made up stuff to call me. Sure. And I'm okay. I lived through it. I was called stuff way worse than retarded. <laughs> you know? know. It, it is out of control. You, you, I mean, it's something that we, we got to get a handle on. And, and the way it is is that these kids are taught this stuff, and then the kids become exactly. adults. Kids become adults. And they're so stupid, they don't even know they're stupid. They don't even have a clue. Uh, they don't know much about American history. They know even less about world history. Uh, and, and you talk and to these people. They know nothing about the Constitution. They have no idea. When, when, I, when I said to these kids that, you know what, when, with them locking us down, they really can't do that. It's, it's, against, it's illegal for them to do this. It's unconstitutional. They're like, no, they said that. That's the the governor said it. But it's so a virus. It that's what my stepson gets. It's a virus. So I've had the flu three or four times in my life. You and know, here's the thing that gets me: this retard Fauci, and I meant that as an, in a derogatory way. He comes out and says, "Oh, it might come back." Yeah, I'll bet you a thousand bucks it comes back because it's right. a cold virus. COVID is the cold. So, yeah, in the fall, we're going to have another bout with a cold. And then next next spring, guess what? Cold's going to be back. And guess what else is going to happen? People that are over 70 are going to die from it. You know? As do from the flu. And they're going to die <laughs> from saying, everything that's out there. That's right. Well, and I posted another article on, on, our, on our Facebook page, too, that the, the tests that they were doing with the virus, uh, the... Um, uh, vaccine. Yeah. Did you see that? Twenty percent. Twenty percent of the people that took it, it had they like adverse reactions. Translation: They almost died. Right. <laughs> this is like the worst damn idea ever. People that that listen to to Gates and and you know listen to him want to reduce population size through vaccines. He said that. Through vaccines, we can take this out and we can fix this and blah, 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 blah. And morons are going, okay, will I not get the COVID? Yeah, shoot it into me. Right. You're a moron. Absolutely. Uh, let's just uh, go go back to uh, Gates because Gates is a really big deal, man. I mean, he's uh, – I, I, I heard somebody talking about it. He half owns the 
CDC. I mean, this guy is like up to his elbows in funding this stuff. Let's listen to his thoughts. Create vast wilderness spaces inhabited by large carnivores. Eliminate cars and create walkable cities. Support chosen private businesses with public funds for sustainable development. Make policy decisions that favor the greater good over individuals. Drastically reduce the use of power, water, and anything else that creates carbon pollution. Use bureaucracies to make sweeping decisions outside of democratic processes. Increase taxes, fees, and regulations. And finally, implement policies meant to incentivize a reduced population. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out uh, per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, Here? healthcare, Here? reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. Wow. Kill babies, man. Kill babies and, and vaccinations. It's sick, Ward. It's absolutely vaccinations sick. kill old people. That's it. That's exactly what he just said. He did. That came out of his mouth. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to take a. Uh, I have to have a medical procedure next Monday. Uh, so what we're going to do is Ward and I are going to have the show on Sunday uh, instead. I don't want you to miss an episode. So the next Monday's Cold War Radio will be on the Sunday prior to it, and then we'll be back on uh, on Wednesday. So thank you, Rocky, for polling the audience. I appreciate that. Uh, but there's that. Let's go to Eugene, and welcome Marlene to the show. Hi, Marlene. Hello. I was hey, uh, listening to that. Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Ward. I was uh, listening to the SCRTV, and you guys were talking about Obama and all this stuff, and I'm going, yeah. He, he he's still that jerk is still walking around. He didn't get impeached. He didn't. Nothing happened to him. Do you remember he how they did that? How John Boehner came out yes. right at the beginning? I mean, like, yeah. I think it was less than a year in. Boehner was a crybaby. Uh, he sat there he and, and said it's off baby. the table. He said it's off the table. We are not impeaching this guy. Yeah. And it was Obama yeah. knew he had free reign after that. Oh yeah. I think he knew anyway. He probably had Boehner in his hip pocket. Who knows? <laughs> I think it's still crazy, but who knows? Right. But uh, on a happier note, uh, I was looking over, I uh, put in our paper over the weekend, I was talking about a uh, Eugene man who was in, um, he was a World War II medic. And his name was Ed Sullivan. He served with the 107th General Hospital. And he went to... Uh, Omaha Beach after the D-Day invasion. 
God. And it's kind of a, I posted the story. It's pretty interesting. He was um, all started. He was uh, he had just finished his church service on uh, December seventh in Portland, and he learned about the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. And then about six months before, he and his brother they um, they hitchhiked. This is kind of funny. They uh, hitchhiked with his older brother Jack from their family home in Eugene to visit relatives in Chicago. And they did it Jack Kerouac style, which I thought was really funny. And then they spent, you know, they were there watching baseball, and they got to see the Yankees. Obviously, they got to see, uh, they saw 1942 American League Most Valuable Player and Oregon Ducks legend Joe Gordon, I guess it was baseball. And New York Yankees played the White Sox at Kaminsky Park instead in 55-set bleacher seats eating 10-cent hot dogs at Wrigley Field. We saw Glenn Miller's orchestra and the Tommy Dorsey band with Frank Sinatra and Joe Stafford. And uh, his brother, Jack, ended up in the uh, Army's 38th Infantry Division in the Philippines. And then uh, Ed, uh, the person talking about, he was blind in one eye, so he was also diagnosed with scoliosis. So he was serving up in... Uh, any service at Barnes Hospital up in Vancouver, Washington. And then eventually he decided that he wanted to uh, be a, uh, I guess, a surgeon's helper. And he ended up, you know, basically being a nurse in war. And he went over there after eBay and he just, he, he goes on and on about how intense things were and just how crazy it was. I just thought that was a really interesting story. I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's really long, but I just thought it was kind of cool. Well, the local guy gets to go, go, you know, gets to go over there. I couldn't imagine being a medic on Omaha Me Beach, man. Right? That that had to be wow. That just had to be. Whew. It was. Oh, it was intense. completely insane. The whole story, yeah. yeah, it's intense. Like whoa, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. You don't hear much about Eugene people, you know, getting over there. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And the other fun thing was he's been married. I love this. To his wife, seventy-two years. Wow, that's and I as, thought that, that is that is uh, not awesome. That's as many as John Glenn as as many years as John Glenn and his wife. Man, that's a lot. Wow, that's great. I mean, to me, that's what marriage should be. You're supposed to be married that long. Yeah, married till you die. So, what do I you think about what do you think about the uh, Democrat Congress people? Uh, showing up in their what's that called word their uh, whatever kente kind of, scarves. <laughs> kente, kente, kente yeah, scarves. Kente kente scarves. Yeah, from Kunta Kente from uh, from. Uh, oh Rick's. no! Oh, oh, it's it's comical. It's, it's a circus. It's a clown show. That's an understatement. That's a great clown show. And word, it's like it's like pissing African people off too, right? Yes, it is. I mean. It, it's embarrassing. It's I don't know how else to how else to put it, man. It's uh Well yeah, I mean every time that they try and do some grandiose thing to to show how how cool they are, they step right on their on their own self. I mean, look, I mean think about it. When when Trump when they were gonna impeach Trump, Nancy gave out the pens and, and how it wasn't going to be a, a political thing and she handed the pens out to everybody. And then everybody laughed at her because she signed a thing and ever handed everybody a pen and it still didn't work. 
you know. So once again, one of their and remember that she had the big mallet. Oh yeah. When uh when yeah. Banner. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, every kind, every time that she does this grandiose crap, it, it just shoots her in the self in the foot. It shows you I how how they how stupid they, they think you're so stupid. I mean, that's what it's showing. Her, her ripping up a Bible, I think. I'm like, come on, Nancy, get a wife. Yeah, it's uh, it's unreal. Uh, so, what unreal, else is on your mind, Marlene? Oh goodness. I'm kind of at a loss for words here, but I did throw in something about, uh, I guess, over in Springfield, the uh, police department, they're thinking because they have to cut their budget, which makes me wonder how they're spending their money. They were going to they're thinking about limiting the uh, body cams. And I'm going, is that stupid or what? You know, they need well, no, those they, things. The, the reason that the Democrats want them to lose, because they jumped up and down saying everybody had to have them. And then once they, right. they put them on all the cops, they start finding out the cops were in the right. When the cops are saying this dude threw a punch at me. Exactly. I'm, I, and I'm like, I, I will never take a position against the cops, you know, because their job is incredibly difficult. But, you know, and the and I think that that's part of it. That's why they're like, oh, let's get rid of the, the. I mean, it's similar to what they're doing here in Pittsburgh. Right there, you're uh-huh. saying, okay, we're going to get rid of that. In Pittsburgh, they're saying, okay, you can't use uh, tear gas or rubber bullets to disperse a crowd. So think of the optics of a cop with a, a baton having to pound on somebody to get them to back up, to get them to disperse. And then that's going to be on every news channel, on every place in oh, the yeah. world. That the, right. the Pittsburgh cops are, are brute, you know, and then so then we start having them trying to burn Pittsburgh down. It's ridiculous. Right. But he's beating on. He's exactly what they're looking for. They're trying to get that that one spot where they can hit something and say, "Oh, look, that you know somebody will get killed in 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 uh, Oregon." Oh, the cop wasn't wearing a body camera, you know, so we don't have any you know information. So it had to be racist. Oh yeah, you're so racist, but he's beat. But he's beating on a white guy. Well, he thinks it's a black guy. You know, that's the way they know. roll. Sometimes I just tell you the truth. I'm getting to where all this racist stuff, I'm getting to where I just don't even want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, I don't pay attention I mean, either. I, I agree with what, you. I don't pay attention. Like, it's not, I don't care about anybody's skin color. It's what they're doing. It's their actions. Absolutely. The hell with their, yeah, the hell with their skin color. I don't care if they're black, white, green, purple, whatever. It's all about it's behavior. All about behavior. Exactly. Thanks for calling, Maureen. Exactly. You're welcome. Let's go to Regina in Richmond. Hi, Regina. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Uh oh. You can't hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I can hear y'all. All right, what's on your mind? Oh, I was I was calling to uh, to uh, I guess uh, do something funny. Uh oh. Go ahead. <laughs> don't you know? Don't you know? You got you got a square peg and you got a square hole, and you keep trying to put that square peg in that circle hole. Yeah, the round hole. Yeah, the round hole and uh-huh. stuff like that. Right. Uh, that's. Pretty much what folk been trying to do with me for years now. Okay. Trying to force me <laughs> right. in that 
They keep trying to force me in that hole, and I don't fit in that hole. <laughs> yeah. Uses the heck out of them. Right. And stuff like that. <laughs> you know, see, I'm one of those people that, you know, listens to others and stuff like that. I hear your side. I hear your side. I hear everybody else's side. But see, I have my side. Right. Sure. <laughs> and my side might well, not that, fit with everybody else's side. But that's the way it's so supposed it's to be. That's huh? exactly the way it's that's the way it's supposed to be. Everybody should have their say and their side and their beliefs. And you know, like for example, I believe that Nancy Pelosi is a complete moron. I have facts that back that up. Therefore, Nancy Pelosi is a complete moron. You're awesome. You come out, and you hang out with us. So I have to assume that you're just completely awesome. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. The only reason, the only reason I bring this subject up is because I've been listening to the, a lot of people talking about uh, black black lives Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. It's pretty much all the way around, and I'm like going, "Uh, hello, all lives matter." Yeah, and then, I mean, I, and then and yeah. then I watched this video about this one person. I think he's a, some type of speaker or preacher person, and he was talking about Black Lives Matter, and he was trying to rope it back into All Lives Matter. And I'm like going, uh, no. Black Lives Matter right now is being um, portrayed as communist racist. So that's not all lives. All lives is all lives with no blood. I- and, and I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. There's absolutely no reason to 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 say that one life matters more than another. All lives are equal as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter your skin color. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, it, if you go and, and do surgery on a white guy and a black guy and you take out their appendix, it's in the exact same spot. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. I, I, I mean, it's other than skin color, but what the hell does that mean? You know, the, appendix, it, the appendix is the same color. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I'll be glad when we, I'll be glad, I'll be glad when we don't have to have this conversation. You know what I mean about? I mean, because we you do know, it all hey, the time. I mean, it just gets old. You know, it, it's something that. Yeah, uh, yeah, but get this. I'm gonna throw another. I'm gonna throw another torch on the fire. Okay. Apparently, everybody keeps forgetting that we that we uh, that there's a lot of people out there are having sex. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and some of the people in the United States have sex with either a black or white person or Asian people and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But they keep forgetting about that. <laughs> and I sat down, I was sitting down thinking about uh, think about this one night, and I was like going. I wonder how many people out there, you know, uh, frequent the prostitutes. You mean as as related they to like the? Care about what color the prostitutes were? Oh, right. When right. they had the relations with the prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, it's upside down. There's no question. I mean, it's you yeah. Know, the, so I'm the, like, uh, I'm like going out there. A lot of people out there that think that a lot of people that some people are like you know, like that they got the right supremacists. Yeah, I I grew up I grew up in Virginia. A lot of people don't realize this about about Virginia is that a lot of people that you think that these are white supremacists are not really white supremacists. 
because they already ha- they have a black family member. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't know that. That's how that's how I grew up. Hey, again, you know, a lot of this is manufactured. You know, it's yeah, all t- so it's, it's all to get to an end. You know, they want to. Yeah. They want to divide and conquer us. It's the easiest way to do it. Yeah. It's, it's the most visible. Yeah, so it's quite so it's quite amazing just to watch all this go down. And I'm thinking about, you know, I'm thinking about how I grew up. Most most of the people that I grew up with was come to find out years years later they um were my family members but they were white. There you go. I mean and there's a lot of families like that. I mean that's not a you know Especially, well, I don't want to get into that, but you know, it, you're right. You're right. Yeah. It, it's something that yeah. it's ridiculous yeah, it's to even quite, talk about it. You know, not yeah, not. It's, to, quite, it's quite amazing. <laughs> so I is. just had to call up in and tell you some fun stuff. Well, that's, that's good. I, I appreciate it. You know, it's it's nice to hear uh, people talking with each other about about subjects because you couldn't get three Democrats to have this conversation. You know, it would immediately devolve into race baiting and just stuff that's so petty to me. It's so childish. It's like, come on, man. Seriously, you're going to defund the police? You know, you're, you're talking yeah. these things to me that are that are not even... Yeah, that's, that's idiot. It right is. It, it, I mean, and, and in Virginia, to take down the statues and stuff, that that's just bizarre to me. It's bizarre. Yeah, that's idiot. Yeah, just like on my Facebook page, is that my 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 history we were always tied to Robert E. Lee. Sure, good or bad, it's and history. Plus, yes, yeah, it's history. Well, I mean, you yes, know what they the say. Part, and the other part about that is my name is also history, because if you look up the name Regina, it's, it's I think it's British, French, and I think maybe German. And then I think there's other there's other variations of my name, so I'm always going to be tied to history. There you go. Well, thank you for calling, Regina. We always appreciate it. Uh-huh. Absolutely. All right. Bye bye, Regina from Richmond, with a little fun added to the program tonight. Uh, we got about uh, a little more than ten minutes. Four one two two zero six six two zero eight. If you'd like to chime in, not much time left. Uh, but let's play uh, the city council president in Minneapolis, Minnesota, little Mogadishu, on shutting down the police. We have a state action against our police department, which gives us legal mechanisms in the very short term. You know, there's lessons from all over the country, all over the world that we're looking to yeah. um, to take immediate steps while we work toward building the systems that we would need to imagine that that future. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because... (laughs) For those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where calling the police may mean more harm is done. And so, President of the city council ward, 
I mean, yeah. It's, it's well, see, the thing is, if I have if I have to call the police, that's just to come get the body. Yeah, and that's I'm not. That's I, I don't call them ahead of time. I, I'm not going to give them a warning. <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, like Joe was saying, uh, you know, if you leave it in private citizens' hands, okay, but it's going to be the wild, wild west again. Absolutely, know, and, and people aren't going to. Uh, they're not going to have these snowflakes the aren't going to be prepared for that. No, and, they and would ne- not be prepared for that. And neither are we because we don't have the mandatory de-escalation training. You know, it's like boom, 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 freeze. Oh, yeah, that's the way it's no, going to no, no. work. Do, do not, do not think for a moment were someone to break into my house that they would ever get out scot free. Right, or that they would be able to testify against me, <laughs> because that lock on that door is for your protection, not mine. Yeah, and you come through my front door with bad intentions. I'm going to prove to you that my intentions could be much, much worse. There you go. Uh, you know, unfortunately, everybody's not uh, in that uh, situation. I mean, especially our elderly and and things like that. I, I think that any politician that has even hinted on dismantling or defunding the police department, if you vote for them, you really, really suck. I mean, I'm telling you, you know, at the end of the day, when the election is over in November of 2020, uh, I think there's going to be a bloodbath. But then again, I live around some really stupid people, man, that wear masks while they're walking alone outside or while they're driving exactly. in their cars. Don't be that person. Well, I've seen them too. Don't be that person. You know who else not to be? Don't be the person on a Saturday night in June when it's 70 degrees. Don't be the person to call the government on your neighbor because they're shooting fireworks. We used to like fireworks in the United States of America. Don't be the person that calls the government on your neighbor because they're enjoying a campfire in their fire pit on their property. Don't be that person. Hey, remember, man, when I grew up, snitches get stitches. That's it. I mean, you're like you're acting and like East Germans. <laughs> you're acting like East Germans when you do that. You're playing right into the government's hands. I can't believe that. I still uh, can't. For, for the last moment of uh i guess humor uh do the the jim acosta thing all right this is when uh this is <laughs> the president got him too. This, was, <laughs> this was funny as hell uh, i think that i think the jobs report just came out or something just happened and the president was like nope the recovery starts today and listen to jim acosta sound like a complete idiot you know when you listen to this guy I think that he thinks that people think he's the sharpest knife in the drawer. I really do. Yeah, he, I don't, he, he has I, I don't, a very high impression of himself. Yeah, I don't think he knows what a moron he is. That he's a complete is. moron. Yeah, listen. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's listen. I want to ask you something that we saw about something that we saw at the White House today, Sanjay. The president referenced how reporters were sitting closer together. Hmm. But just uh, take a look at these before and after pictures, because the White House, uh, if we can pull those up, do we have those pictures? 
All right, we're going to try, we're trying, we're putting them up here. Okay, so the White House rearranged the chairs deliberately trying to avoid social distancing. How problematic is this? I mean, this, this, uh, flies in the face of uh, the CDC guidelines. It flies in the face of the advice given by all of the top officials uh, on the coronavirus task force. Now, White House officials are brushing off public health concerns over the seating arrangement for the news conference in the Rose Garden earlier today. Take a look at these photos. The seats for the journalists in the Rose Garden were initially set up spaced apart for social distancing. We've all been told to practice social distancing. Then, at the last minute, White House staffers rearranged the seats. That's right, they rearranged the seats, making sure reporters were sitting closer to one another, about a foot apart. I was in the Rose Garden and saw the whole thing firsthand, uh, despite these health risks during the coronavirus pandemic. Potentially, it's a lot more dangerous as well. Can you imagine? Oh, the humanity. Oh, the humanity. Uh, Jim Acosta, how is that guy still employed, man? I mean, wow. If, if there's well, one when, face to put on the last three years, it's Jim Acosta. I mean, he made a name well, for he, himself and wrecked an industry. Yeah, what I mean, take him and and then look at all of CNN. Okay? Yeah. They don't really have – their bench isn't real deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I saw Sheriff Clark on. Did you see the, the interview with Sheriff Clark and uh, uh, Don Lemon? Ooh, I bet that was good, though. If you get a chance to see it, see it. Because Sheriff Clark didn't pull no punches. He never pulls punches. Uh-uh. But he was – he oh, he went – Lemon was – Lemon had him have him cut the feed because <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Clark was just on him like nobody's business. He's like, you going to let me talk? And and Clark was just like, boom, boom, boom. And, and Lemon kept going. You're going to let me talk? Boom, boom, boom. We're going to go to break. <laughs> Don Lamont. So Don Lamont. Yeah. I'll tell you what. When you see Sheriff Clark, too, that guy, he just. Uh, He's pro- intimidating. He, he projects power. There's no question about it. I remember yes. uh, I saw him at CPAC the first time I ever met him. And uh, he showed up there in uniform. He was still the Milwaukee County Sheriff. Oh, he's still in uniform then, too. Oh, it was an old video. Okay. Ken just told me in the chat room it was an old video. Yeah, because he was in uniform then, too, but it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, it, it was very, very much worth the the two minutes or whatever because before Lemon, you know, cried for his mommy and, <laughs> and hung up on him or whatever. And Clark was in the studio with him. I mean, it, oh, yeah. It's just, it, oh, yeah, it's really good. He's like he's, six foot five. I mean, he stands out in the crowd, man. There's no question about oh, he's, it. Yeah. Plus, he had a big he's old awesome. cowboy hat, police hat, you know, and a four stars oh, yeah. on his shoulder and, uh, you know, all his uh, stuff on his utility belt and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, he's uh, he is a voice of reason most of the time. And uh, I would have loved to have seen that interview. I bet it was uh, satisfying, to say the least. Uh, oh, quite. Quite. So uh, what's on the horizon? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, is the rioting tonight so far, or are we pretty much over that? Are we still getting into uh, the... They're still doing the, the, the marches and stuff, because they did a march up uh, Mount Washington, and then they did something in uh, Upper St. Clair. Uh, but they're not... I mean, it's it's peaceful. It's been peaceful. Uh, yeah. There haven't been any, any shots fired, so... 
you know, the only thing I'm the only thing that I'm a little I'm a little disturbed about. I, I don't like the political correct environment that we are in. When you look at the acts that were executed by Antifa members and Black Lives Matter people and jihadists, I mean, one of the police officers stabbed in the neck. The guy was a Lua Akbar all day long while he was stabbing him. Uh, I'm surprised and disappointed that the police didn't kill any of these people. I really am. I am. There, there needs to be bodies in the street. This needs to stop. These are not protesters. Well, they're not. They're not even rioters. They're insurgents. I think, that that, I think that that's one of the reasons they dialed it back. Honestly, because if you if you look at it, you know when they were going crazy, there was like two or three days where it was one after the other, boom, 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 all over the country. Yeah. And then Trump said, "Okay, well, it's insurrection. I got the insurrection act." Yeah. And as soon as that happened, they they got real nice. I mean, then it was all kumbaya. They're singing and dancing in the streets and shit. So maybe that. Maybe that was the, the the thing that said, hey, he ain't playing right. He pulls insurrection. There will be bodies in the streets. Yeah, that and- shit will happen because you will be dealing with. And, and in fact, I posted a thing because I thought it was funny. It had a ranger tab. Yeah, and it's you know, and it was like, dear protesters, if you see someone wearing this, go up and give them all kinds of crap. They 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 are park rangers, and yeah. they're uh, <laughs> they should be easy to disarm and, because they have no infantry training. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I did another one with special forces. You know, the 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 sword with the three lightning bolts. I said, this guy's an electrician. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'll tell you what, too, about the army rangers. I was uh, fortunate enough uh, to be stationed. Uh, associated with the ranger department at Fort Benning. And ladies and gentlemen, these dudes eat caterpillars, man. They eat bugs. I'm oh, telling you, don't don't mess ass. with these people, man. <laughs> they're snake eaters, man. Yeah, they they're, do, they're literally. They, they put them and out the there. the thing is, if it's between the guy with the, the, the electrician or the park ranger, yeah. go with the park ranger because the electrician will mess you up in a world. <laughs> that would be really ugly. No doubt we've come to an end of another outstanding episode. Ward, final comments, and how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. I'm still uh, on the uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash. Well, mention that. Mention that. You, you sent me something today that was pretty outstanding. Oh, we got some, uh, we're getting crazy views. Uh, I sent the, the views to Hutch because I was just like, wow, it's like 34,000. Yeah, it's pretty nice. You know, impressions or something i'm like i didn't think i was that impressive but apparently thirty-four thousand people think i am um <laughs> but you can hit me on twitter at word 22 i'm also playing with that new one that uh uh what is it parlor yeah so i'm yeah i'm also wordy on parlor so if, if you're on there you know i'm i'm trying that out because twitter's really making me sick i know all right well Ladies and gentlemen, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio 22, the email scrtv at live.com, the podcast based on Spreaker. Look for news slash news commentary, iHeartRadio on demand, the Cold War Radio app free in your app store. Uh, and YouTube has the show uh, with captions. If you know anybody that needs that assistance, uh, again, I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., your host. And we will be back Thursday. We'll be back Wednesday uh, for the regular show. And then, like I said, we will do a show Sunday as opposed to next Monday. 
Go to rsbn.bandcamp.com. Support Jacob Seals in the background. And thanks for letting us into your lives for a couple hours, ladies and gentlemen. Ward, see you later. God bless.